With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back winning days in the podcast. And winning is a whole lot more fun than losing. I know you know that, but I think I may have separated my shoulder, waving that runner in from third base in the Diamondback game against the Royals. I was pumping my fist and jumping for joy after that one. But let's recap the winning card for Monday. We played every single game in the dark. I thought the Astros were actually going to be over two and a half in the first five at plus money. Ended up being at one and a half at a minus 135. Would have won either way. I'll take the winner at the one and a half and the minus 135. I cash on the Astros over the number. I lose on the Rockies under the one and a half in the first five. Cal Quantrill continues to have that one really bad inning, and it bit him again on Monday night, and we lose the ticket. Then we had the Marlins under the one and a half in the first five. And Spencer Spencer Strider, well, he was perfect through five innings of baseball, actually into the seventh inning, had a no-hitter into the eighth, but we cashed the ticket not once, but twice. Thank you for the votes on Twitter, and thank you for the winner. Then we had the D-backs once again in the nightcap over the two and a half in the first five against Kansas City. We cashed that ticket. Add it all together, I make $36.22 in the day. So after a tough little stretch there, we can't get it all back in one day. We're not going to chase money, but we're going to chip, chip away at it. And two straight winning days is a pretty good start to that process. But now let's get to the card for Tuesday. And unfortunately, I'm in the same spot as Monday. I have no lines. But I'm so questionable on some of the games and some of the lines. I'm giving you five potential plays, and I'm going to play four of them. I'll post the official plays once again in the show notes once they're in. And then I'll post the Twitter vote as well, telling you the four plays. The one game I know I'm going to play, unless something crazy happens and it comes out at an under a half a run, is going to be the Detroit Tigers at the Milwaukee Brewers. So Eric Lauer is on the bump for the Brew Crew. He has a 3-1 record, a 4.30 ERA, and a 1.26 whip. He went five and a third innings, giving up two runs to open the season at the Cubbies. Then he went four innings, gave up six runs against St. Louis. Went six innings, gave up one run at San Diego. Then last time out, went seven and two-thirds innings, giving up two runs at Seattle. So three good starts on the road, one really bad start at home. Last year, Lauer was good at home with a 2.56 ERA. The Tigers, well, they're not good. They are dead last in OPS against lefties. They're dead last in OPS on the road. They're dead last in runs scored per game. They're dead last in runs scored per game on the road, averaging just 2.5 per game. How can I pass up numbers like that? So unless, once again, it's at a half a run, I'm taking the Detroit Tigers in the first five Under the one and a half, you better plug your nose because we're going to have to drink some juice with that one. It's going to be heavily weighted at the one and a half, but I'm playing it no matter what. Next up on the card, not sure on this one. It's the Houston Astros at the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm starting to think that Dusty Baker might need to give the Astros 
a Herb Brooks-like speech tonight. Just like Herbie said back in 1980 at Lake Placid, someday someone was going to beat the Soviet Union. Well, right now, someday someone is going to beat the Rays at the Trop. A 14-0 start for Tampa Bay. Unbelievable. Luis Garcia is on the bump for the Astros, trying to end that streak today. He has a 1-2 record, a 5.14 ERA, and a 1.36 whip. Five innings, three runs against the White Sox. Four innings, four runs at Minnesota. Five innings, five runs against Texas. Not exactly great numbers, but then he finally showed his upside, tossing seven shutout innings last time out against Toronto. He has a career 3.59 ERA. He had a 2.85 ERA on the road last season. He made two starts against Tampa Bay last year. He won 11 innings, giving up just one run. Tampa hitters are a career, nine for 41 against him. Tampa Bay is 20-3 and three this season. So I had to dig to find just one bad split to help justify this play. This lineup's really good. I found something, though, so please listen closely. You might want to grab a pencil to write it down. The Rays, pinch hitters in night games, on turf, at home, in the eighth inning, with one out and an even count on the bottom half of baseball. I found a split. So now if that situation comes up tonight, I like our chances. The Rays have a great lineup, but I expect this one to be at two and a half. Could be at one and a half, but if it's at one and a half, it's going to be plus money. I'm going to take good pitching over good hitting. Give me the Tampa Bay Rays under the number in the first five. Next up on the card, potentially, it's the Colorado Rockies at the Cleveland Guardians. So Ryan Feltner will tow the rubber for the Rockies. He has a 1-2 and two record, a 6.16 ERA, and a 1.68 whip. Last time out, he beat me, pitching five and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball at Philadelphia. That's the Phillies, though. I always lose on them. Prior to that, he went four and two-thirds innings, giving up five runs at the Dodgers, five innings, giving up three runs against Washington, another team that always gets me, and three and two-thirds innings, giving up five runs at Seattle. He's walked three or more in all four starts, and you know that I don't like pitchers that walk guys. A 5.73 ERA last year on the road with a 5.83 overall ERA. Not all the splits favor me, though, so this is a game that could easily go off the card. The Guardians rank 25th in OPS against righties, 28th in OPS at home, 22nd in runs scored, Mid-40 temps at game time, the Guardians have scored three or fewer runs in six of seven games. I'm hoping that ends tonight. I expect it to be over one and a half. If it's two and a half, yeah, it's possible. Then I'll probably take it off the card. So to be determined there, but I would be on the Guardians over the number. We'll find out. Next up on the card, it's the LA Dodgers at the Pittsburgh Pirates. So the best record in the National League will be in action tonight in Pittsburgh and it's not the Dodgers. The Pirates look for eight consecutive wins with Johan Ovedo getting the call. A 2-1 and one record, a 2.22 ERA, and a 1.15 whip. When I hear all those twos, I think of Vin Scully saying the deuces are wild. So a shaky season debut against the Red Sox, giving up five runs over four and two-thirds innings. Since then, six and two-thirds scoreless against the White Sox. Seven innings, one run at St. Louis, and six innings, one run at Colorado. So an excellent run to say the least, but he's a righty, and the Dodgers have a ton of success against righties. 
second best OPS against righties, second most homers against righties with 32 so far this season, fourth best OPS on the road, fourth most runs scored on the road. I'm going to play the Dodgers over the number to be determined. Once again, I'll post my official plays in the show notes. Then the final game of the card for you, potentially anyway, it's the Miami Marlins at the Atlanta Braves. So Brian Hoeing makes his season debut for the Marlins, eight appearances last year, just 12 and two-thirds innings, giving up 17 runs for a 12.08 ERA. That included two and a third innings against the Braves, giving up three runs. So this year, 17 and a third innings in AAA, six runs allowed. He has a career 4.30 ERA in the minors, over 280 and a third innings. The Braves splits are mid-pack against righties and at home. Still, this is a heartless team that can put up some big numbers. The Braves have scored seven or more in nine of their 15 wins this season. The Braves put together four multi-run innings on Monday night. I hope one will do the trick tonight. I'm going to be on the Atlanta Braves over a to-be-determined number. I would expect it to be a two and a half. We'll see where the price is, though. So once again, everything's in the dark. I think I know my four plays. I think the Guardians will be the one I toss out, but we'll find out. But let's recap my potential card for Tuesday. I'm on the Detroit Tigers, under the number, expected to be at one and a half. I'm on the Tampa Bay Rays, betting into the, or yeah, I'm betting into the hottest team in baseball here. I'm going to take the Rays under the number. I hope it's a two and a half. If it's at one and a half, I better get some good plus money there. I'm going to be on the Cleveland Guardians over a to-be-determined number. Could be one and a half, might be two and a half. We'll find out. I'm going to be on the L.A. Dodgers over the number. Might be one and a half, might be two and a half. I'll find out. And I'll be on the Atlanta Braves over the, I would expect, two and a half against the Marlins. So that's my potential card for Tuesday. Sorry that of late, the card's been in the dark, but I need to get to bed. So there's your card. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.